Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hey, everybody. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Guitar Stories, episode number 39. Wow, almost a big four. Yeah, it's, it's the same as my age, actually. Just interestingly enough, we're, I'm 39, currently passing 40 in a few weeks. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I'm still suffering from a bit of a cold, Dan. I've been rough all week. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Um, I had a great weekend, and uh, it was an extended weekend with a bank holiday on last Thursday. So it was pretty, pretty much uh, a good time with the fam and playing some ah. guitar. That was lovely. And now back to work and back to the podcast. So I'm back full to of the energy. Yeah. Back um, to life. I uh, accidentally kind of made a mistake today. In case you know you're watching this live, then. Um, this is the second time we try to go live with the podcast, or, or technically third, but it's working. It's it's all Dan's fault. And <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar. Yeah, yeah it happens. Yeah. Um, big shout out to uh, we've got some regulars in the chat. We've got Poo Ninja. We've got Valeri. We've got Sarang. We've got uh, Johnny Guitarist. Johnny Guitarist. I like that name. Yeah. Who else have you seen there, Dan? Anybody else? Have I missed someone? Um, Facebook user <laughs> saying hello. Facebook so, user. Hello, yeah. Facebook user. Hello, Facebook user. I wonder if it's, maybe we should play a game where we try and guess who it is by uh, giving <laughs> us clues. We've got Fergie in France as well. Um, yeah, so uh, Raquel will be joining us any moment, or at least she was expecting about half an hour, so she's just going to jump in at any time. She's going to be talking to us about Twitch. Uh, and Twitch as a musician, and not the thing that I do when I see a new fuzz pedal, the actual social, st sorry, dad joke, <laughs> social <laughs> platform, streaming platform. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I know nothing about Twitch. What's your knowledge of Twitch, Dan? Uh, very little. I get a few artists that I deal with that are on Twitch, and some of them, I think, are Twitch partners and some are Twitch affiliates. But it's like a big, big mystery. And actually, I think we've um, gone over that topic already. To me, it's kind of overwhelming at the moment with so many platforms kind of yeah. you know, becoming the next big thing. You've got, you know, we had Facebook back in the day. Actually, we had in Germany, we even had like StudiVZ, which was like a, a Germanized version of Facebook. Then we had Facebook. Then we had Instagram and then TikTok and Twitch. And, and of course, YouTube, which is like, you know, everywhere. It's so universal. And uh, yeah, actually, it's, it's, it's super interesting. Um, like if I have a look at your show, there are like 20, 30 people watching that premiere. So for them, your show has basically become their television. And, uh, you know, going back from linear television to something that is quite on demand, but there are still premieres where you are sitting in front of your monitor, like at a certain time. It's, it's kind of interesting to see. And other streaming devices like Netflix, I think in France, they are offering like predetermined uh, linear streams nowadays because obviously people are having a hard time selecting movies oh. it's, a, uh, it's a development like going back and forth so you got more freedom more options then you get overwhelmed so there are some absolutely know, I, I suffer from option paralysis all the time yeah. and yeah. there's a on my netflix uh it's got a play something button yeah 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 all right i'm gonna have to do the cough uh <laughs> <laughs> i did manage to mute it this time awesome i think um awesome. Dan, some news for you. Yeah, please. We're actually streaming on Twitch right now. That is great. Uh, so we're live on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube, and anywhere else that will have us if I can find them. But um, 
I guess we should. Have you got any news? Should we do some news? Yeah, probably. Let's head yeah. over to the news. Okay, then. News. <laughs> well, that was seamless. <laughs> Such a smooth transition. Yeah. Actually, one of your uh, prioritized topics, Nirvana and Kurt Cobain, uh, there was news that the Marshall cabinet sold at the auction. And take a guess, take a guess. What was the price they fetched? So I know nothing about this. Dan asked me uh, before the show if I was aware of this. I am not. So you're asking me if I know the price that that mm -hmm. Marshall 1960 AV, is it, went mm, for? That's I think that's great. Uh, it was used in the video recorded at Pier 48 in 1993, I guess. And uh, you know, it's 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 got stencil stencil everywhere, and it's like it's it's like a true piece of history. It's just music. What's that music bank? Music, music bank. Bank, yeah, K3, and yeah, that's a piece of of history. And uh, you can see it here as well in the video. There it is. I mean, that's uh -huh. like, if you're a Nirvana fan and, and maybe a gear collector, I think that's uh, probably one of the most precious pieces to to own. Yeah. So. Okay, well, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm terrible at this thing anyway, but I'm going to guess, I don't know, 100,000. Wow, super close. Oh! Yeah, 93,000. Damn, damn, damn! Damn, <laughs> right. That's that's quite quite something, yeah. I I I don't know. I, I don't. As a Nirvana fan and guitar player, I I don't want that. No. No. In your background, like no. Probably stinks. Yeah, but. And then if you de stink it, it's not <laughs> it's not fun anymore, is it? You've got to keep it stinky, which yeah. I, I think is a Nirvana song actually. But uh, keep it stinky, keep it stinky. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's nuts. I, I see the point in buying a guitar. I see the point in having an amp to a to an extent, um, but having a cab doesn't doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, I wonder how they ship it in order to make sure that it arrives like in one piece and doesn't disintegrate. If you know some UPS or DHL guys who just throws it in the truck and. Well, you don't probably throw a four by twelve unless you're Mr. T, but you know you get the, you get what I mean. Mr. T, wow! <laughs> <laughs> Starting with some modern references tonight, Dan. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm with you. Film. I probably would have said the same, or Hulk Hogan, or Big yeah. Daddy, or something. But yeah. I like Andre the way the that your brain said Mr. <laughs> T. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's say The Rock. The Rock. Okay. The Rock. Yeah. The Rock. Fair enough. I'll give you. That. I'm. I'm not picking on you. I just thought it was hilarious the way, <laughs> the way your brain went there. No, I was just. I was. <laughs> I was just imagining who would actually throw a four by twelve, and there was there was just just one image in my head. That was I pity the fool, Mr. T. <laughs> There's got to be. Uh, I'll think of some more Mr. T jokes. You know, something, something with with Marshall. <laughs> there's something like an air marshal and the fact he doesn't like getting on planes there's something yeah, there probably. yeah 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 there's yeah. just some substance throwing to it. it through the uh, marshal i don't like air marshals uh, uh, anyway um yeah actually do you know what they also sold six strands of kurt cobain's hair hang on let me put your big screen yeah six strands of kurt cobain's hair correct provided by the woman who cut it in 1989 so how much do you think Someone paid for that. 
Right. Now, I think it's Superman 2 in which they clone him. <laughs> yeah. So you can see where I'm going from that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, dude. I really don't know. But I can tell you that Raquel has just joined us in the backstage area. Awesome. And she looks kind of as she's ready. And when she gives me a wave, I'll know that she is ready. Um, and then we can bring her in and ask her what she thinks about this. That sounds great, yeah. Um, but uh, So I'm kind of just playing for time because I don't want to give a number until <laughs> she, she's telling me just one minute. It's just, just, you know. So you want to, oh, wow, clone Cobain. Oh, wow. Six strands of Kurt Cobain's hair was up for grabs. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know a number because I'm not good, but I think it went for more than the Marshall Cab. No, 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 no. No, no, really? No. Okay, what does that say about me? I'd I rather have Kurt Cobain's hair than his cab. Yeah. Well, you're probably still intrigued by the idea of cloning Kurt. Yeah, Clone I am. Banner. I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay then. Uh, 50,000. No, it was less. It was 14,000. Only 40? I could have afforded that. I could have bought that. You could have afforded 14,000? For, yeah, I mean, I'd have to move a few things around. I'd have to shift a few things and, you know, sell one of my kids. But I could have afforded that. Did you say kids or kidney? Uh, either. Either or. <laughs> <laughs> weird. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I would. <laughs> Kurt Clone Bane. Yeah. 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 So uh, Raquel is waving at me, which means she's probably ready. So awesome. let's bring her in. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Raquel Lilly. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey. It's going really well. I'm going to put you over there. There we go. Awesome. So nice to meet you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Good today. to meet you as well. Yeah. Thank you oh. so much for having me. And we've got some immediate cat content. Oh, yes. Yes. Lovely. This is Rigby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rigby. Oh, wow. I know you can't hear me. You should get little headphones for your cat. That'd be amazing. I know. He, he would not be appeased, though. He'd probably leave. <laughs> he, he's way too much of a little prince. <laughs> but um, if you could listen close, you could hear him purring. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you, you've just answered the main question tonight: is how do you survive on Twitch? And that is bring a cat to your show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, My I cat. Watch every episode. Cat often lurks in the back doing <laughs> what whatever he wants to do, just like right now. So. <laughs> yeah. I saw a show where yeah. you were uh, a. Where the cat, where he was um, on the bed, sort of displaying himself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, he was, sits wherever he wants, really. Yeah, usually there's a there's a cat tree bed thing right behind me, which you all can't see right now, but he often chills there while I'm streaming and just does what he wants. But um, he's generally a chill cat. I mean, this is he's only four months old, so I'm I'm just enjoying the times where he's actually able to sit and fit in my lap. Yeah. yeah. What's the naughtiest thing he's done so far? Uh, well, he, um, like I said, he's only four months old, so this will probably transform into some sort of like way more deviant trying to mate with my other cats. But right now he terrorizes them by jumping on top of them. And oh. uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it stays that way. But one day it's probably going to turn into like vicious humps or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah. So for the best. <laughs> well, I hope he comes back. I hope he comes back. Well, catch out, everybody. 
Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a bit of a cough, so if I if I look that way and disappear for a moment, it's because I'm coughing up. You know, sure, yeah, yeah, no problem. Myself, no which I'm going to do right now. So, <laughs> Raquel, considering that we just started talking about the gear news, having like owning an original Marshall four x twelve cabinet that Kurt Cobain used in one of his videos, would that some memorabilia you've been to, or is that not your cup of tea? Um, you know, I I definitely respect and and like Nirvana growing up, but um, in the '90s, which is the era that I grew up in, I was kind of worshiping bands from like the '60s, '70s, and '80s over like the actual the bands that were actually in existence or were popular or whatever. Yeah. So I mean, like for for collectors' reasons, I would definitely be like hell yeah. But um, no, I'm not I'm not really someone willing to give my left nut for something kurt cobain played through so right. what would you give you left nut for um maybe paul mccartney's rig yeah let's yeah, yeah. let's go let's go with that i'd give both my nuts i don't need those kids <laughs> i need that rig though i have a hoffner base here do you want to see it yes there it needs new amazing strings. amazing What's so, that in between the strings? What is that? That is the new strings that need to be put on. I see, um, I see. It came with round wounds. It needs flat wounds. Oh, very wow. nice. Very nice. In fact, Dan, I don't think you've seen that before. I, no, um, I haven't. I've not shown that on the channel yet. So, yeah. Are you reviewing that? I will be, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, kind of like doing a, a video about um, the fact that you can't get Paul McCartney's tone with round wound strings. Oh, Super wow. nerdy. Nice. Yeah, you need, you you need those flat any, wounds. Are you wearing any costumes? Like yellow submarine inspired. Or I could wear a costume. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I, I could get a Sergeant Pepper's outfit. I say I hey. could get one. I have a Sergeant Kinky. Pepper's outfit. Kinky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which color Sergeant Pepper's outfit do you think I have? We're gonna go with um. We're gonna go with the Ringo, the Ringo suit. What color is Ringo? I honestly, I don't, I don't know. Oh, come remember. on. <laughs> Google. <laughs> I'm Googling. Googling. I'm Googling. Actually, I'm, I'm duck, duck going because uh, I've. I've... <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> Did I? Yes. Wow. Ringo Look at is, me go. Pink. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna... Nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? What? Uh, do so? Do I get? Do I get Kurt Cobain's um, half stack now, or how does this work? What do I win? <laughs> you win some hair. <laughs> nice. Okay. okay. Not Kurt Cobain's hair, just maybe someone from Andy's the channel. <laughs> This special, special. Yeah. yeah. So, are you into gear at all? Before we go into Twitter, before we go into your wonderful music, um, are you into gear or are you purely music based? Um, I'm a little bit of both. I'm a uh, somewhat of a gear collector. I especially love collecting microphones. That's kind of my. That's the thing that I like to do. I'm primarily a, vo a vocalist or singer, uh, but I do also have my fair share of guitar gear as well because I also play. Um, and I also record, um, I record my own stuff. So I've, I've got a, a bunch of studio gear as well. Right. Um, well, I noticed you've got an orange cab behind you. Yes. Um, I think we have the same cab. I've got one over there. Oh, nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I don't know if you're, I'm, Dan asked me if I could switch you to the other side. 
And I can, but now we've got really big Dan and Andy. So, uh... <laughs> nice. I just need to get a close-up of my face now. Just... Yeah, there you go. Hey, guys. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Hey. <laughs> hey, Dan, Dan, move out of the way. I'm trying to talk to Raquel. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, no, I'm going oh. the wrong way. Wrong way, sorry. <laughs> I'm new to this. I'm new. Um, well, we've got a, um, the answer to that, Dan, is no, sadly. <laughs> we can't move Raquel to the other side. But, no worries. Um, no worries. We're doing some gear news. Um, we're running a little bit late tonight, but we can do gear. And maybe you can give us your opinion on that, if you fancy it. Sure, yeah. And we have, cool. Actually, if I, we could, if we I could, have one. Yeah, <laughs> we, could, we could play uh, Buy, Borrow, and Burn with Raquel, actually. That would be fun. So it's the three of us. How we have a, a game where we choose some gear, some new gear for the week. And we have to buy one of them, borrow one of them, and burn one of them. Ooh, okay. Yeah. It's like that classic game. <laughs> but uh, I, I never managed to introduce the show properly with that section. Um, Dan, would you like to go first this week? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, so Dan's going to bring up uh, his gear. Yeah, there you go. Uh, do you want? Hang on, wait, wait. You got to do the little graphic thing. Hang on. Of course. Here we go. Watch this. Dance, pick up the week. Dance, pick up the week. Yes. <laughs> Look at I that. Still, I still love the song. So what do we have here? Actually, this week, Fender and Square Enix announced a limited edition Final Fantasy XIV strat, which is basically a video game inspired rendition of, of the classic with some super cool looks. And uh, it's not just a collaboration, like I just said, it's also alongside the actual guitar that you can buy, like the physical instrument you can have the digital version of that in the game with patch 5.55. That's wicked, isn't it? So yes. like, let's just go down like the, the basic like the specs for the geeks. It's got a 9.5 inch rosewood fretboard um, with a maple neck. And it's got those kind of translucent sections like that look like purple crystals, purple and blue crystals, kind of to, to mirror the crystals of darkness and light. Uh, which are key elements of the game. And apart from that, it's a black body. It's interestingly made in Japan, like you can see here. No, you can't. But it's made in Japan. And uh, yeah, this is the in-game shot. So this is how the guitar is going to, to look like in Final Fantasy. And wow. then once you purchase that, you can rock out with it. So it makes for a pretty cool in-game item. Is that cool? It's actually it's actually pretty dope. I yep. enjoy that a lot. <laughs> I love that. Finally, there's someone who appreciates stuff like that. Yeah. Are you, are you into video games? Sorry for digressing, but are you into video games and stuff like that? Well, the reason why I started streaming on Twitch was because I started, I, I'm a gamer and I yeah, yeah, yeah. just knew the platform for its gaming. And then I saw a few people playing guitar and singing and I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's kind of what I do for a living. Let me, let me try that out. And then four years later, I, started doing that full time. So just being able to intersect both worlds is uh -huh. kind of just super cool to me. Um, yeah, there was a, what was it? Cyberpunk, I think it was, yeah. where there was a scene or a few scenes where there were like some uh, buskers like actually playing the actual chords and, and like the notes on the guitar. And it like it was the first game that I saw that was like playing the real thing and having the the, the correct fingering on the fretboard yeah. and i was like holy crap like that's insane <laughs> yeah yeah 
yeah. So just seeing stuff like this being integrated um, into games is like always super cool and mind blowing and kind of kind of nerdy, but like uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm thinking that too. And actually, you know, did, did you ever play The Last of Us Two? I did not. No. Oh, that that should definitely be on the bucket list because in Last of Us, um, they also had guitars that were in the video game like you could actually strum you could choose particular chords and you could play songs in the game like melodies or at least chords and that was an integral part of the game that particular guitar and uh, so uh, Taylor came up with guitars that were inspired by the game so you had that's like, cool the top one is the, the the guitar that you see in the game you know in the game of course it got so many battle scars because of everything that was going on but it's got the inlay you know that kind of butterfly inlay and it's it pretty much got the same looks and i think like down there that's something that ellie's got tattooed on her arm or something so it's that's like a, cool. G, a black gs mini with the, the with the tattoo sorry if i'm wrong i think it's a tattoo and then you've got the actual guitar um, and what was interesting in preparation for the episode, I was, I was, you know, um, discussing the final fantasy idea with, with Andy and he was like, and, and I thought like, oh, that would be so cool if for the last of us two, there would have been a guitar. And then Andy was like, oh, this ringing a bell in my head. And I did some research and found out that I never heard of that before. I played a game and I'm a big fan, but I've never heard of that before because those two guitars were only available in North America, Canada, and Mexico. So lucky you <laughs> that uh, in the States uh, it was available for, for us Europeans, unfortunately not. So um, that's a little bit sad to that's say. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, it just reminded me of that and uh, seeing like uh, more uh, guitar companies kind of, you know, tipping their toes into the game scene is, is a trend that I highly welcome. And I look forward to more collaborations in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they would need some musicians to be in games, and, and I think Rekau, you'd be a, a perfect choice for that kind of thing. So maybe there's I think a, so too. a gaming, a gaming, what well, I don't want to say cameo. You could make a build a game around your, around you. There we go. Hmm. Um, Dan, I think that'd be dope. Sort that out for us. Question, uh, Andy, Andy, yes. and Raquel. If if you were a video game character, what would you be? Uh, Knuckles. Would you be? Knuckles. Like any character. Yeah. I would probably want to be like Bowser or something. I don't Whoa. know. He <laughs> seems villain. like he's having so much fun. Like <laughs> he's got a castle. He gets yeah. what he wants. Yeah. He gets to beat up on Mario. He never seems to die. And honestly, like I just judging by like his sheer mass, I'd say he probably eat, eats what he wants. And that's literally every <laughs> like my dream come true. I don't know about y'all, but um, I would I would like to eat as much as I want, like Bowser. <laughs> eat as many mushrooms as I want. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Dan? <laughs> I'm a little bit torn. I like The Last of Us, but from the impact the video games had on me, I'd probably go with uh, Samus Aran from Super Metroid. Ooh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. I'd quite like to be Bomb Jack as well. Who's that? Like from Atomic Bomb Bomberman? No, it was a game called Bomb Jack, and all he did was fly up in the air. And then flap his way down again. It seemed like a like a All good right. sort of way to live your life. You know, yeah. Just up and down, collecting yeah. coins or something. And then occasionally blowing stuff up. That was fun. Mm. Yeah. Dan, do you have any more gear this week? Of course I have. Do you want me to proceed? Yeah, yeah. I want to see what else your your next pick. My next pick of the week was or actually is this 
Ooh. John Petrucci, one of the greatest guitarists of all time and a mastermind in Dream Theater, has announced a guitar series, the Music Man 20th Anniversary, JP6, JP7, and Majesty. And uh, we can take a look, uh, closer look at some images, like promo images. And I got to say, wow, guys at Music Man, you're really, really doing a great job of kind of capturing like the vibe of the instruments. And these are the instruments. So this is the Majesty and this is the JP6. It's like a regular Majesty version and a regular JP, JP6 or JP7 version with some uh, like kind of um, specifics that are kind of subtle. So they feature a Honduran mahogany body with flame maple top, like both of them. Um, and the, the, the Majesty version actually has that, that maple shield, that laser etched maple shield in the middle and a neck through design with a mahogany neck. Whereas the, the JP6 and 7 version has a um, mahogany body with flame maple top with beautiful forearm scoop. And uh, you can, like everyone who's not listening, who's watching the show, you can see that forearm scoop is, is one of the nicest things ever. I think uh, Music Man did that like 20 years ago and it was one of the first companies that offered such a super comfy scoop. So that was, that was pretty cool to see. And what's so special about this is that they kind of have a hardware mix between a black and gold and they have cool shield inlays that come in, in gold looks and they have the, the pickups that match. That's pretty red. But what kind of struck me is that I was, when I was looking at the, the photos, I was like, okay, that's, that's nice. You know, it's not overwhelmingly nice, but it's nice. You can see it here in this image. Um, but I highly, highly recommend every one of you to check out the video that is available on YouTube at the channel of Music Man, because that actually shows some footage, and I'm oh. showing you here, some footage of the design process of the JP6 and also of the Majesty which was called Stallion back in the day. And in the video, like JP explains why he wanted to, you know, some the parts being moved to a certain position. And what strikes me here is that you see that there's actually a very subtle sparkle. So everything you see that is black or appears black in the video is actually very nicely sparkly. So it's got that super, super elegant touch to it. So I'm, I'm digging this. And uh, having played the JP6 like several years before, I got to say, that's uh, probably one of the nicest examples of uh, that, that particular guitar. So yeah, limited edition for this year. I'm, I'm, I'm glad for JP that his, his uh, primary choice of guitar now available is a limited edition. And uh, I have no clue about the price yet. So it comes with a certificate of authenticity and uh, you know his, his signature pickups. You've got the Dreamcatcher and the Rainmaker in the, in the Majesty guitar and the Crunch Lab and the Liquifier in the JP6 and JP7. And yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool anniversary. I like those kind of anniversary guitars. So if you're in the market for a Music Man JP6 or Majesty, check out the anniversary ones. That's that's pretty cool. How do you like those, guys? Raquel? Uh, I think it's a really nice body color. Um, like aesthetically, it's, it's really clean. Uh -huh. um, it definitely looks a little more on the almost like metal side yeah of course <laughs> you know like so if that's kind of the look you're going for aesthetically like i think this would please any fancy metal head um i mean i guess it depends on the price whether or not i'd, <laughs> I'd go for it or not at this point it's probably not cheap it's not cheap. <laughs> not considering cheap. it's limited edition i i would bet that it's yeah, it's got a yeah. pretty 
pretty penny on it. Yeah. But you, I mean, we're, we're diving into the gear topic later a, a little bit, but you're more like the, the semi-hollow or full-hollow kind of guy? Or what's, yeah. like, what's your number one choice in terms of body style and specs? Yeah, so growing up, I actually played a lot of metal. So you would have caught me playing like a Jackson or oh, wow. um, something like that, you know, um, which it was my choice. It was a Floyd Rose Jackson and you know, something that it could drop real easily if I wanted to play something heavier. Um, <laughs> but nowadays, um, I play a hollow body because I actually kind of write more of like jazzy pop songs that sort of feel R&B, something that I could slap the, you know, the body with uh -huh. for some sort of um, like a full, a, a fuller sound, some something a little bassier than just... Um, like a solid body guitar. So the hollow body I find between the chord choices that I use um, and like the, the style, the rhythmic style that I play with, uh, I think hollow bodies kind of um, complement my sound really well. Um, a lot of people are always like, oh, why don't you play acoustic? And I'm like, well, there's just something about the hollow body guitar that's just so buttery and smooth and uh, unique tonally that I don't feel like I could get in a regular electric or... Hmm. Or or just uh, your regular acoustic guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I want to talk about your guitar because I can see it there, but we'll we'll leave it for a little later just to tease people. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just that just a little much. Um, right. If I may, I've also got some picks, of but just about about the John Petrucci. I can't take my eyes off his beard. Just, <laughs> enough about guitar totally distracted more, by that glorious. Give us, give us more beard. Where is it? Where is it? Hang on. Uh, well, Look at it. Look at that beard. It's, 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 it should have a signature beard of his own. That's amazing. <laughs> He's got a signature beard wax or beard oil. Does he? Oh, okay. Yeah, Close yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Also, how big is he? Because I know I make guitars look small, but he makes that thing look like tiny. I have images, but it's hard. I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask Chris. Chris, Chris has done stuff with him. Um, Sarang says his beard looks, <laughs> his beard looks like a Persian emperor. <laughs> yeah. yeah it does yeah he could he could be like a main villain in 300 oh, i'd love yeah. to see john petrucci do acting that'd be great yeah or the oracle he'd be up there like yeah or, on top or of mountain Olympus. gandalf the young or <laughs> something like that the black <laughs> wizard of of mordor <laughs> apparently so aren't you? um okay so I've got some picks of the week, which means I get to play my little sting as well. Andy's pick of the week. My pick of the week. Turn. I've got a guitar up first, Dan uh, and Raquel. Sorry, we've got um, a guitar that's called the GTRS, which is guitars with all the vowels taken out by Moore. Um, and it's a guitar that's got, it works as a regular guitar, but you might see this sort of knob with the green light down on it. It's got built-in pretty much everything. So built-in effects, <laughs> built-in Bluetooth, so you've got an app. I'm wow. not sure about built-in wireless, but it's it's got like a multi-effects inside the guitar that you can then change through an app with uh, with your phone. Um, it's got, well, with more pictures. There, it comes in four different colors. These uh, are we've nice. got white, pink, blue, and, and surfy green. Um, 
my eye is drawn to the pink straight yep. away. Yeah. What about you guys? Any choice so far? Well, definitely the pink or the green one, right? Yeah, I like that mint green one. Yeah. Mm. I, I, I don't know. They, they all look pretty good. They have mm -hmm. a roast maple neck. Sweet. So regardless of how cool the stuff that's inside it, the guitar itself has to be good before you start adding any multi-effects to it. Mm -hmm. And um, for the roasted maple neck, it, from that picture, it doesn't look great to me. Um, I've seen better necks. Yeah. If you look at the headstock, it doesn't look great. It looks okay, but not great. But here's the thing. I think with, with, with product images, like we've just seen on the Music Man stuff, I mean, that's a guitar for four grand. And if the images are not great, you know, it spoils a lot. And, uh, you know, mm. I, I see that like in my job every time that the actual product image, especially the lighting, is so vital to how, how the product is perceived. And I think there's a prime example. Maybe if you just like slightly tilted the, the headstock, yes. it looked much nicer. Yes. Uh, so. Mm -hmm. uh, then they've got the app, which is, <clears throat> I think that's iPad and iPhone. Oh, and Android as well. Oh, wow. So you've got an app, you just uh, figure it out like any other multi effects. A, a rack of pedals there's a looper built in as well so i'm hoping that the Sweet. looper is based on uh sound so you can just start playing and it starts looping that would be amazing uh -huh. um and then we've got the foot switch as well that comes with it so the foot switch changes the effects that are built into the guitar um via bluetooth wow interesting yeah so we know very little about it. It's coming out on Kickstarter. I was speaking to the company over the past few days and um, talking to the guy in America. He's getting one on Monday, so he's going to send me some more photos and some more information. I don't. Like, I, I can talk price. How much do you think that's going to cost? Well, how much do you think it should cost? And that goes to the people in the chat as well. They need more GTRS. What do we think on price? <sighs> Difficult one. I mean, spec-wise, um, I definitely see that like at least in the six to eight hundred euros realm of roasted maple. But then you know, again, it's not like a big brand, so that kind of diminishes the value for a lot of people, and they might have to be a little bit more aggressive when it comes to pricing the product. So maybe like five ninety nine. Yeah, I was going to say five to eight hundred range. Someone in chat said, Trevor says 10,000. 10,000, Trevor. <laughs> That's a lot. But yeah. Yeah. I guess considering it's got all this new hardware, like uh, Bluetooth capability and stuff, I would imagine they'd probably try and appeal to people just wanting to try out the product. I, I can't imagine them going past $1,000. Yeah. I mean, well, you, you guys kind of nailed it at the beginning to, to get, jump straight to it. Uh, Sarang, it's going to be around six ninety nine. That's sort ah. of obvious. Seven ninety nine. Golf claps. Golf claps. I think that's a that's a hard sell because it's it's got to be a great guitar for that money to also have the the multi effect stuff as a bonus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's I don't know, but I uh, I think one is coming my way for a review, so I will play it and and let you guys know. But um. It seems all right, but I think I know that it's going to be cheaper on Kickstarter, of course, because or is it Indiegogo? I think it might be Indiegogo, but it's going to be cheaper there with, I think, up to forty percent discount off that price. Which... Okay, so oh. if someone would be interested to to join the project, like, what, what's the current price? You know, uh, they haven't launched it yet. Uh, it's not uh, currently uh, launched. Oh, uh, not it's at all. Just, okay, it's pre-launch at the moment. I think it's launching any day now, as of the airing of this episode. All right. Um, is yeah. that weird to kind of get all the specs out, but having 
you know, the campaign started because if someone was pretty intrigued and wanted to do it right away, then it's got to wait and maybe find something else. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Just ask. I don't know. I okay. do not know. But uh, who knows? They've never done that before. But uh, my next pick is this. This pedal. Um, this is the final pick of the show. Oh, this right. is a Vespa pedal, which if you watched my channel earlier, you would have seen the review and demo that I did. It's a fuzz pedal that's got my name on it. Cute. Um, and I've left it open up so you can see the back, and it looks insane inside. So um, Beatronics are very famous for doing beautiful insides as well as outsides. Mm -hmm. It's got an octave fuzz. It's got a spluttery, disgusting fuzz. It's beautiful, <laughs> and I love it. And I'm not showing it on the camera properly. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't seen the video on my channel, there's there's a video. I'll just do this so you can sort of see it like that. But um, yeah, it's it's beautiful. That's that's a custom one because they sent out custom ones to people like me. Um, <laughs> the regular one is uh, is black. Uh, not everybody got a custom one. Like there's another guy called Ryan who's got a podcast. He didn't get a custom one. He he just got yeah. a bog standard normal one. But <laughs> it's really good. Um, Rekha, what do you think of the, the aesthetics of that? Um, it's beautiful. It reminds me, there's a beer locally around here in Atlanta that's got a very similar, like psychedelic looking, um, exterior. And I've, I picked it up because it looked something like that. I was like, oh, it's got a pretty outside. Let's try it out. And it was actually really good. Um, but yeah, based on aesthetics alone, I think it's very appealing. Um, I wouldn't call it, uh, a, a good choice for someone who's very minimalistic where, you're picking out something because it's like a solid color. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it's a really pretty, very trippy, hippie-esque design there. It's a very fat fuzz distortion style pedal. It, it sounds beautiful. Yeah. Certainly not a, a singer songwriter kind of pedal, or, or at least maybe not. I'd, I'd love to see you play that and fit that into a set of yours. That would be amazing because it's, it's nasty and dirty in a beautiful way. <laughs> Yeah, I think it would depend on the definitely the context and and the aesthetic of the song itself. But yeah, I've used um I've used some weird effects before that surprisingly fit in the singer songwriter context. But it really depends on who you are and like what your ears are <coughs> kind of hearing. I mean, recently I I used a um uh, a tremolo on on a song of mine. Like I was just playing solo and singing and. One of my friends was like, man, I really like that, like trippy, whatever you call it, like that, that wavy thing you were doing. And then my other friend was like, mm -mm, no, I wasn't digging it. It was very distracting. I'm like, OK, well, depends on who you are. <laughs> so 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, you know, it depends on the, the beauty is in the eye of the hearer, <laughs> the yeah. listener. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, of course. But uh, OK, so. I would definitely like to hear you play that pedal. I heard you do some, what's that, that wah, wah, horn? Wah, 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 wah. Oh, um, it's, yeah, it's, um, I have a stream deck, so it's got a bunch of, uh, you know, like crazy sounds. And one of them is a, it's a DJ horn, like the, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it fits so well in that track. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that works. I never would have expected that, but it, it's really You're talking cool. about Mary. It's yes. got like a tropical yes. vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. If anyone I hasn't just... heard the, the song Mary, uh, then you should go and check it out because it's got those meh, meh, meh in it. <laughs> <laughs> you had my attention and then you you really 
you know, you brought it home. Wonderful. <laughs> so, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> let's um, let's talk. Let's put you up there so people can see you rather than us. Let's talk. Uh, buy, borrow, or burn. Are you ready? We're going to burn one. We're going to buy one, and we're going to borrow one. I borrow or burn. <laughs> oh, we have a horn as well. Yeah. Ah, cool. <laughs> um, so, I think we should let the guest go first, Dan. Should we yeah. remind remind everybody of what we had? We had uh, my my Vespa pedal and the Moore guitar. And Dan, what did you have? You had the Petrucci uh, signatures, the limited editions. And I had the Final Fantasy. The Final guitar. Fantasy Fender. Yeah. Uh. So you've got to buy one, Raquel, <laughs> you've got to borrow one, and you've got okay. to burn one, and therefore you have to ignore one because there's four things. All right. Um, I'm going to, I'm probably going to take the road uh, less taken. Is that how they, they say uh, that? Less traveled. Um, less traveled. All right. So I'm going to hurt someone's feelings for sure. <laughs> We're going to burn your pet. I'm just kidding. <laughs> As he's drinking. Oh, thank you. Got him. Um, no, I'd probably borrow that just because I would want to see what it sounds like. You know, you always have to try out a pedal before you purchase or decide to keep it in your collection unless you're mm -hmm. like absolutely certain you want it. Um, so I'd probably borrow your pedal. Um, you may. I, I would... Um, Okay, so hear me out. The Petrucci guitar, as beautiful as it is, it looks like it would really make uh, an excellent campfire. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> nice firewood. No, just, it looks like really good fodder for some fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, um. And then that would leave me to buy, buy the uh, Final Fantasy guitar just because it, just because it's marketed Final Fantasy. It's got a bit of purple in it. It's got to match my hair. If there we're trying go. to be, True. if we're trying to be purely aesthetics here, one of them looks like firewood. One of them looks like my hair. Gonna keep the one that looks like my hair. <laughs> but in all honesty, I'm sure, I'm sure that. I'm sure the one I would burn probably sounds amazing and stuff. But we're just gonna keep what I said. Just no, because it's your choice, it's your just grave. because it's your funeral. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm I'm going against the grain here, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stick to it. Well, yeah. apparently yours was a perfect answer. Um, ah, there, there is space. There is there, yeah. There's no. Uh, is that someone you know? They're coming from Twitch. That's uh, one of our first Twitch comments. Yeah, I've got a few uh, of my Twitch peeps in here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what is that? What that is was that? the most British. <laughs> that was what? the most polite British. <laughs> I don't know what that ever... was. I don't know what that was, but um, <laughs> I, I, I thought I felt it and I went with it. There you go. Shut up! You were going to burn a Petrucci guitar. You're right. You're right. <laughs> right, um, Dan. Do you want to go second or third? Uh, I, I go last. Okay, you're then go, it's my choice. Yeah. Um, I should, I'm going to leave that up there. Pretend it's for me. Perfect answer. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to avoid the pedal because I've already got it. I'm going to. I've forgotten the options now. The more guitar, the Petrucci, and the three guitars. I'm going to buy the Fender, the Final right. Fantasy Fender, because I think it's absolutely gorgeous. I'm going to. 
Borrow the more and burn the Petrucci. No, that's two. <laughs> All right, oh guys. My goodness. Nobody, oh nobody my goodness. wants that guitar. Just there you go. Okay. Take that limited edition and limit it to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. So uh, then I gotta go the opposite. I'm I'm definitely picking the JP6 because uh, it's super comfy and it plays well and it looks cool. So I'll definitely go for that one. I would, and now it gets super geeky. I'm sorry, Raquel, but now it gets super geeky. I would actually um, borrow the pedal just to see how it fits to the Maya <laughs> bust. Wow. <laughs> Okay. We both are big Star Wars geeks, and very uh, nice. A friend of mine just sent me this, like some sort of Maya-inspired bust of Boba Fett, and that, that fits rem- really well. Reminded me so yeah, much. It really does. Of that, yeah. So it's some sideshow collectible. I think it's super expensive, like 160 bucks or something. What's the size of that bust? Is it like uh, we talking like life like, size? No, 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 no. It's like maybe the height of. I mean, if you pile up three apples. To give you okay. some, some dimension. So. Yeah. Three okay. apples. Okay. Yeah, well, one flounder <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. It's like 30 centimeters, 40 centimeters, I don't know. It's like, yeah. <laughs> what? Go away. <laughs> <laughs> if you take half a ripe melon, uh, <laughs> add, a, add a banana. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're killing me. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I would burn okay. the, uh, not the Final Fantasy guitar. I, I would just leave the Final Fantasy guitar for you guys. I'd probably burn the, uh, the Bluetooth monstrosity. Yeah, fair. It's fair. It's harsh, but it's fair. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I'm digging the colors, but I gotta say it's not really original because to me it looks like if they are heavily inspired by Schechter's Nick Johnson line. In terms of the colors and the overall look and uh, as you know i'm not a big fan of, of like too much digital components so i hope it doesn't end up just as a gadget that people check out and then put away after 20 minutes yeah i, I super want to try one just because it has to be a great guitar and the effects got to be okay but yeah. uh i really want to try one which is why i can't burn it because then i can't play it you know <laughs> sad times <laughs> Well, um, some people in the chat have answered the same question, and we've got... I'm trying to drag stuff everywhere. This is a, a new interface. Uh, JP6, buy that one, burn the Bluetooth, borrow the fuzz pedal, and fix it because it sounds broken. <laughs> oh, well, so buy broken. the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that part. That one? Probably. <laughs> Mr. Higgins, was that his name? Oh no, his name's Rigby. Rigby, what did I get? Like Eleanor Rigby. Ah. Yeah, all my cats are named after Beatles songs. All right. Okay. What? Okay. Then big question. What's your other cat called? Um, I've got one named Penny. Oh. Penny Lane, and then we've got Lucy from Lucy in the Sky, who is completely, definitely, uh, an the the epitome of her name. She's a very spacey cat. Meows at the walls. Who knows what she's seeing or hallucinating? <laughs> so it's very suiting. <laughs> Do you plan on getting other ones? And you know, I'm young, and I have an entire lifetime to become the crazy cat lady that 
I aspire to be. So (laughs) hopefully my career is fruitful and then I could support multiple cats in my life. I think it's the dream. It's the dream. Um, We've got people answering questions that we didn't ask in the chat, but um, that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. Um, I guess now is the time to get some questions in um, for our wonderful guest today, because uh, I think we're going to move on to the old Twitch conversation, which Dan and I were talking about earlier, Raquel, and it was, we know very little, a dangerous amount. Nice. You are going to school us, and we're all going to make a severe, obscene amount of money out of it. Awesome. Awesome. Number one, you got to get a hot tub. Number two, you got to... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the current I've a, Twitch I've got meta. a pen, and with pen, I shall write hot tub. Yeah. Hot tub. <laughs> Time okay, machine. No taking. Spell it right now. Spell it right. <laughs> <laughs> no, so seriously, when, when, when did the whole like Twitch thing kind of take off for you? Like you said, you started like playing guitar and... Yeah. Uh, building an audience. Um, yeah, so when I first started, I actually... So I went to school for neurobiology. Um, music has always been kind of like a side hustle or a hobby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to college and while I was pursuing... All that stuff, I just kept, you know, making music. Uh, Got out of college, started working, and while I was working, I was really miserable, and my outlet was to just, like, game for hours on end. So I started playing um, FPS games like Overwatch and Battlefield, and I played so long for, like, an entire shift. Um, I mean, like, night and day, I was just, if I had free time, I was gaming. Um, I felt really bad that I just wasn't making any friends or like kind of, uh, I guess, promoting my music in any way. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get on Twitch. And every time I game, I'm just going to start talking about my music. And um, that kind of developed into like while I was gaming, I would just people would request songs and I'd karaoke them as I was like shooting people in the face. Wow. And that became kind (laughs) of like my shtick for a while. Um, And my audience was growing, but it wasn't. I mean, I, I was building a smaller audience, but it wasn't like, we're not talking like hundreds of people here. We're just talking about dozens. And um, eventually I actually picked up a tour, uh, quit my job, was able to kind of sustain myself um, doing a college circuit. So I started playing all these schools around the US uh-huh. and um, I would go out for like two to three months at a time and I decided, man, I can't really take my stream with me. So I think I'm going to start streaming my music. And I became one of the first, um, they called them IRL streamers. They still kind of call them IRL, which is in real life. And, uh, this is just streams away from your computer. Um, and this is kind of just going out into the, the outside world into the sunlight (laughs) and, um, kind of just showcasing your life. And and that's what I would do. And I would just um, stream these shows and sometimes my Twitch people would come out and meet me. So by the time I ca- came back from tour, I started gaming again. And lo and behold, my entire audience, I've completely cannibalized. And I was like, I can't really do this anymore because like it took me like months to build this audience. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to see me do music. So in my, it worked in my favor because I just started pursuing music at home. Mm-hmm. And before I knew it, I actually got partnership. I was at the time they didn't have music as a category at all. It was just mm-hmm. creative and then gaming. So I became a creative partner, and um, that was kind of my hustle that uh, for uh, four plus years. And I've been on the 
I think this September or November um, is going to be my fifth year streaming. And eventually I was able to um, stop taking side gigs. Um, you know, when you're a musician, you got to kind of pursue like wedding gigs and like mm -hmm. bar gigs and all that. So it came to a point where I was making more uh, revenue live streaming my performances at home or if I had a concert, if I have a concert with my band, I'll like bring my stream and I started making money off of my subs, my donations, bits, etc. All this other revenue that you could get on on Twitch. Not to mention selling all my merch and CDs and mm -hmm. all kinds of merch and like different kind of memorabilia, I guess, like uh, concert posters, etc. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that just kind of became my hustle in the past few years, and just promoting my music through Twitch and kind of um, taking my audience and funneling them into my other. Um, streaming services like Spotify or even things like Instagram and Twitter just mm -hmm. to keep kind of everybody kind of engaged with what I'm doing. And that's really just been my primary hustle in the past four or so years. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't, I've been really lucky in that I was there before the, I call it the big pandemic boom because I think music really became much more prevalent on Twitch and other streaming services um, when everybody was forced to stay home and no one can gig at restaurants or clubs and everybody had to find a new outlet. So I was there while that was happening. So I was really fortunate in that I wasn't really affected and I just kept pursuing the thing that I've, I've been doing. Hmm. Wow. So you for, for us, like Twitch uneducated guys, like you said, you became a Twitch partner. Is that correct? So what yeah, does it yeah, yeah. imply? Like... So the difference between just, a, I guess, a regular streamer and a partner, a partner in, implies that you you have amassed an audience such that you could sustain X amount of people. So I think the average is usually like if you could sustain 100 people or more. I mean, the partnership requirements always change. Mm -hmm. So I think if you can sustain 100 people for like, over 30 days i think that was like the that that's what the credentials were back then mm -hmm. um but it's i i'd imagine it's probably something similar hmm. so uh with partnership um you can actually start to monetize your content but hmm. there's something called an affiliate which is like partner light yeah these are people who are just dipping their toes into the platform and um wanting to create revenue through subscriptions so on YouTube and um, other platforms, you don't have to pay to subscribe to someone. So on YouTube, it's it's almost like equivalent to a Twitch follow. So if you follow someone, it's free. Mm -hmm. But on Twitch, when you subscribe to them, you're paying per month to support your creator, whether that's a musician or a gamer or whatever. And people can decide to resubscribe to you every month. And Twitch gets a cut of it. You get a cut of it. So... Obviously, the more subscribers you have, mm -hmm. the steadier paycheck's going to be and, and bigger that paycheck's going to be. And is that like on a pay what you want basis or do they have like certain subscription levels? Yeah, there's tiers. There's right. the $5 tier, the $10 tier, and then the $25 tier. And as the creator, you have to incentivize people to want to give you that subscription. You know, they first of all, they're going to want to want your content. But on Twitch, there's this whole community that subscribes because of your emotes. So like if you have fun emotes, like people in chat right now are spamming my cat emotes. I've got a few. Um, <laughs> and you know, it, it's really what you build of your, with your community is like, 
if you could build a culture around you or um, the thing that you do and people can kind of uh, relate to that, I think then it's, it's going to be easier to gather a, a, a family, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And is it just, just out of curiosity, is that like a 50-50 split of the like, um, subscription amount? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. So yeah, Dan, so you're quite quiet, Dan. If you want to just bring your mic a little bit closer, it's oh, yeah, sure, quite sure. difficult to hear you. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Raquel. No, it's cool. Um, so after five, I think when you're a partner or an affiliate, typically you're a partner at this point. Um, if you can sustain 500 subs, this is something that a lot of Twitch people actually don't know. Right. But if you're a partner and you can sustain 500 subs for three plus months, then you can renegotiate your contract and do a 70-30 split. And they don't oh, wow. tell you that, but that's something you can do, which I've done. And I and I knew a few months in, which I should have known earlier, but that's not really something they advertise. Yeah, yeah. That's how very how is it sneaky dealing dealing with the people yeah. at Twitch? Um, is that like a big uh, like uh, a group of people that are kind of uh, you know your go-to guys if you have any questions and want to do business uh, stuff or how, how does it work because usually like youtube instagram and all that stuff that's pretty hard to to get hold of those kind of guys on, on those platforms yeah um so it's different for everybody and i can't speak for every single person okay uh there's actually uh something called a partner manager so they they deal with they're kind of like your liaison and the person who speaks in the corporate office when they're trying to figure out, oh, well, we have a front page thing here. Which streamers do you think would be good to pitch for this opportunity? And you would want a Twitch partner, but you're not, just because you're a partner, you're not guaranteed to have a partner manager. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people get one right off the bat. Some people never have one and they are unaware that Twitch partners exist. But uh, from what I understand, I think that's something Twitch is kind of working towards, like trying to get more employees to represent actual partners. Mm-hmm. Um, and one manager represents like probably dozens of, of Twitch partners, I'd imagine. But I, I got really lucky in the beginning. I was, this was something that I knew existed and I was like, Hey, who's my partner manager? Who's my partner manager? Typically when you're trying to talk to Twitch, you're just going to be thrown into like a queue of, um, you know, like, uh, you go to like the help page and then they try and throw you into the, did did this solve your problem? And you're going to have to fight through mostly Mm -hmm. robots. Um, (laughs) But if you're lucky and you know, you know how to be consistent and pester people, then you could eventually reach, (laughs) reach a person or you could be, um, you could be like me, tacky like me and just tweet at like tweet stuff (laughs) and make Twitch angry. (laughs) <laughs> um, which, which I've done before. <laughs> I've done that before. I've made a stink, and uh, usually Twitter gets her attention. And yeah. <laughs> so you Twitter that something was wrong, and then they kind of come in that way and, and try to solve that for you, or is that like? Yeah. So you know, I, I, I've talked to you guys about how I've been on Twitch. I'm one of like the OG music people, wh- whatever that means. I've just been there for as long as. Twitch music existed. (laughs) So um, they were having a huge online concert with like Charlie Puth, Barry Gibb, uh, Garth Brooks. I mean, like you name them, they were on it. John Legend was on it with his Grammys shining in the back. So they were they were advertising this thing at the beginning of the pandemic as like um, it was like a a fundraiser for uh, Pank One 
World Health Organization, like raising money for people in need suffering through the the COVID pandemic. And me as a Twitch partner, I've done so many uh, for free fundraisers in the past that were hugely successful. I've raised thousands of dollars and nobody on the bill was a Twitch partner. Oh, wow. There's there was a huge community at that point of musicians, very capable professionals, people who play for a living, people who want to play for a living. And I was just so like distraught that I number one, I didn't know about this event. I'm like, how could they have a huge concert on my my platform without me knowing? And number two, like, how did they sneak this around us and think that this was going to be OK? So I just, you know, I, I made a really, really not even passive aggressive. I was just like, this is BS. Like, that's cool. Like, ignore all the very capable musicians on the platform and then just put all these like, you know, signed label babies makes us feel like, like this, this, uh, this platform's our home. Yeah, guys, way to go. Um, and I didn't really tweet it just like to, to get people to like, like it. Yeah. Blah, hate, hate. Like share the hate. But like a lot of people retweeted it. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few people like Twitch partners who were like, you're just doing this because you're being selfish, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, even if I am like, you, you can't deny that I'm not. like, do you see anybody, any Twitch partner, even if they weren't playing music, like no Twitch partners are a part of this. Isn't that weird? And so I made a big enough stink that Twitch actually reached out and they're like, Hey, we saw your tweet and like, we understand your concern. How would you like to play between Barry Gibb and Garth Brooks? And I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and uh, yeah go ahead yeah were were you the sole uh, the sole artist that was then implemented and and included um what a more it was me and my yeah my friend megan and i when i tweeted that she like immediately got behind it and her and i just caused like this whole internal ruckus between like the music community and then like all our other streamer friends and everybody like kind of standing behind it and people just retweeting it by the hundreds and and yeah, anyway, needless to say, there are real humans that work for Twitch. And if you tweet something hard enough, they might see it. <laughs> we have a, a question for you from yeah, Valeria. Yeah, for sure. It's on screen now. Was it hard to get partner? Because I understand you need to stream for 27 hours a month, I think. And stream should be longer than two hours, etc. There's a lot of requirements. Um, it depends on your content, you know, uh, I would say I probably would stream when I would stream a bunch right now, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a stream break to work on a, an album. But when I stream regularly, I easily hit 40 hours a month. I mean, 27 hours a month is probably at the minimum of what I would do. Um, and each of my streams are like three plus hours long. So if you're streaming something you like, it's easy to hit that hour requirement. But to answer the question, is it hard to get partner? It's hard to sustain an audience on any platform. I think um, whether it's YouTube or Twitch or Instagram or whatever. Uh, but you just like I think the key is like you have to be consistent with it, and you have you have to stream something that brings you joy because at the end of the day, people want to see you have fun, and if you're not having fun it's not fun to watch. Like when I was streaming Overwatch, for instance, um, I would get real, like I would rage. I'm such a competitive person. And every, like I, in my head, when I was playing, like I was having fun, but I would watch my stream back and I'd see me like, like freaking out 
it's not fun to watch someone be genuinely upset that <laughs> you know like someone killed them yeah. unfairly it's just not fun like so as long as you're having fun and i know that's so like cliche or whatever to say but being genuine about like having fun goes such a long way and if you're faking having fun people can see that especially if you're live streaming mm -hmm. so before going into it before thinking about like oh how hard it is i think the the more difficult question is um what would you want to stream for that long and like how how much can you do that consistently before it like you know it starts getting to you so you have to figure out what you you want to stream to begin with Mm -hmm. that's a really really good point it's it's the same for, for what i do here i i love guitars but sometimes sometimes i think i could do without a guitar for a few days you know but then there's the pressure to create content um but absolutely with streaming i i, I we're streaming now of course but i don't do that much of it because uh well i don't know why but mainly because i, I don't think i have the the stamina to keep an audience for that long um but yeah, I, I take my hat off to anybody who's doing forty hours a month. That sounds insane <laughs> to me. But how, like, do you do you are your streams um, like? Is there a plan? Is there like a set list, or is it just totally rolling with it as it goes? Yeah. So the other day, for instance, I streamed a live concert. So I already came up with a set list, and my people knew I was gonna perform for an hour. Um, and in that way, like they can't really interact and, and, and influence my set list at that point. But um, when I'm at home and I'm streaming and interacting with everyone, it's actually a subscriber based. If you're a subscriber, you could request a song for my set list or my song list, which has like 300 plus songs on it. Um, and you can actually influence what I'm about to play. And if you let's say like you want to skip the line, you could tip or you could give subs or you could do all sorts of things to influence the set list. Um, and so it just really depends on who's in there that day. But generally, uh, the audience picks the set list. And some days, I tell my people this, I'm like, some days you guys pick crappy songs. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so people are like, oh, I want you to play something more upbeat. I'm like, blame so-and-so. They they asked for the emo song. I <laughs> What's what's the concept about like uh, sending someone subs? Like, where do they come from? What does it basically mean? Um, sorry, can you repeat that first part? Yeah, yeah. you said like uh, some people were, uh, could also send you subs, kind of to oh to, to gift, kind of, yes, yeah, to gift you subs, yeah. Mm -hmm. How, what, what's that concept about? Um, so gifting subs is similar to subscribing yourself. So you as an individual can either subscribe for free through Amazon Prime if you have an account. Uh -huh. that's linked up with your email you could just do that for free you don't pay anything technically um okay. directly actually uh but you could use that to subscribe but if you are an individual who wants to like give subs you could just take your money credit card whatever and you could send five subs to five random people or you could pick somebody mm. like specific in the chat like hey i like this guy he says she he likes her content I want him to stick around. I'm going to give him a sub. So you could actually gift subs to either random people or individuals that you choose. All right. And you could you could gift as many subs as you want. I mean, you could sit there and give a thousand subs. I don't know who would do that, but and that's few and far in between. But <laughs> but yeah, technically, you could gift as many subs as you want. Oh, wow. Okay. 
yeah that's an in interesting I, concept and what what about a schedule like how do you how do you kind of maintain uh, or, or do you kind of maintain a regular schedule that you say like twice or three times a week you're going to stream at 10 o'clock or or does that vary like how how do you kind of you know keep like a stable uh, schedule but still able to live like an ordinary life or kind of you know yeah gigs and, and work on your album how, how how does that work the word ordinary life and streamer do not go hand in hand <laughs> <laughs> okay. um you know i truthfully though i treat it like any any job i would have i mean um i i for the past year and a half i did um three times a week 11 a.m to 2 p.m so I would do like three hour blocks, three to four hour blocks. But before that, I primarily streamed at night because I was, as a musician, I was really used to doing like these nighttime gigs. So I would do like seven to 10. And I did that for years, um, three to four times a week. So it really depends on like what I'm doing. Uh, I mentioned before that I'm working on an album. So I realized streaming three to four times a week and trying to finish an album, especially because I'm self-producing and I don't really have a team or anything like that. Um, it's, it's hard to kind of have multiple people doing that at the same time, especially mm -hmm. if it's just me. Um, so I just, I cut down my stream to once a week. So I have like a once a week concert and then everybody can follow all my other socials while I'm kind of living my life and, and doing my thing. Um, another thing that I do to try and stick with a consistency because I travel and, and I'm a musician that actually does go to different places to tour and whatnot I bring my streaming rig with me so I bring my mixing board my interface my laptop a microphone mic mm -hmm. stand guitar my basic setup and I um and I'll bring it with me just so I could stick to the schedule mm -hmm. so you do okay. stream the actual concerts you're doing so you say you're playing at a bar or, or some event is that also streamed I try to yeah and I try to incentivize everybody to come through and um you know if, if that's not my only stream of that day um i try to let's say like a stream earlier that day or whatever i'll try and promote it and be like hey come back at 7 p.m I'm, i'm playing the set um so yeah it's it's definitely something i try and incorporate every time i i do have an event uh i try to bring my audience along because i i mean they're a big reason why my music really is anything or has any legs is because a lot of people that's how a lot of people learn about my original music and mm -hmm. and so it's kind of just like a an extra community reward for them to either be there and interact and i mean some of these people live across the globe or some people like are just unable to get out of their house or for whatever reason mm -hmm. you know so I, i i just like to provide that source of entertainment for them because not everybody is able to to go out i mean besides the pandemic um There are other struggles that people have, and, and I try to be accommodating to them as well. Good point. And do you follow any of those like OG guitar players that are now active on Twitch, like Herman Lee and uh, Matt Heafy, those kind of guys? Is that, is that like. Yeah, some, I'm actually guitar? friends with Matt Heafy. Oh, wow. Um, he was one of the first uh, Twitch music. Like, he was there. He's an OG. Like, he's an OG Twitch. Okay. person yeah, like he's yeah. he's been on there so i give him mad props to <laughs> to being on there um herman lee i've rated um once before i but i i've never really interacted with him he's usually like busy doing his own thing like 
I've raided him before, right before Dragon Force got on stage, and and so like there's not much of a hey Raquel, hey Herman, but Matt and I like I was actually in one of his music videos. No uh, way. He, Which one he was did it? like a Twitch, he did like a Twitch music video. I forgot what it's called, but um he asked a bunch of his friends to like lip sync and like play guitar to. <laughs> This song that he wrote, and I, I made a little cameo. <laughs> nice. Which is funny because I listened to Trivium growing up, so it was really trippy. <laughs> you mentioned raiding. Can you explain what a raid is and what you did with Herman Lee? Because you've just yeah. me now. Please. Yeah, so um, a raid is basically you're taking your audience or your community, and instead of just logging off and being like, all right, guys, bye, bye, guys, I'll see you later. Instead of doing that, you're actually taking them and putting your community into somebody else's community or channel at the end of your stream before you log off. Yeah. And so this way, um, you know, you're saying hi with like 400 people. It's like Raquel has raided your channel with blah, X amount of people. And it gets the streamer's attention. It gets your community interacting with their community and you're kind of just meshing communities. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's like a passing off the torch to somebody else basically. Yeah, which is a very social aspect of the whole like social media um, channels, you know, usually for sure. Yeah. 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 It's kind of hard to kind of get that, get that transition being, you know, organized in a very, very smooth way, mm-hmm. but, but that's a pretty, pretty red idea. Yeah. 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 And it helps people actually, um, this goes back to the first question. I forgot. I think it was Valerio who asked how hard is it to get partner? Uh-huh. Um, one of my friends who was struggling with his numbers, um, one of the ways we helped him out was that we kept rating him every night. And although Twitch can see in their metrics that like most, like if it, if it happens too often, um, Twitch can be like, you've been getting your, your numbers because so-and-so has been rating you. Uh We have to wait until those people become actual community members. But that's one of the things you can do is to go into other people's channels, make friends and, um, and and essentially have like try and influence them to raid you it's really rude to be like hey raid me streamer but if you become a part of their community um it's more likely of a chance that they'll actually check out your channel especially if you're a smaller streamer check out your channel and want to help you out because if you're part of the community it's it's less disingenuous than being like i don't know you i've been here for the first time but i need you to put your people in my channel mm-hmm. yeah and, and like business business questions, is that something that is also like being sold inofficially? Like that people get paid for rating someone else's channel in order to help him kind of grow an audience? Um, I mean, you know, I'm sure on the back end it happens. It's not very conventional, nor is it. I would imagine it's, it's not really something that I would want to say out loud. Like if I was paying someone off to raid yeah. my channel, you know. Yeah, sure. But, um, <laughs> but there are organizations that actually do facilitate something like that like all right okay um there are kind of sponsored slash business transactions that do happen that way but usually streamers don't really that's not really a thing that we do is like hey i'll yeah. pay you <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know how it is you know the usually usually such a platform kind of grows in a very organic way and once companies and, and also like the business people you know the big influencers kind of figure out that they can make a lot of money from there and kind of no, want to artificially grow because it's it's kind of it always strikes me that that people that can have a massive Twitch following or can have a massive TikTok following, or a massive Instagram following, 
and it doesn't kind of correlate. So you can have like a super big channel on, let's say, TikTok and have no, almost no audience on Instagram or Twitch and vice yeah. versa. And, yeah. and that's kind of, there's like, I think a very unique audience for each and every channel. And uh, Absolutely. it's like, it's like a, a different universe. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I mean, I experienced the same thing with my social platforms as well. It's like different niche. Um, it requires different a, a different kind of entertainment. Um, and, you know, it would be more convenient for me to have the same exact content for every single, like on my TikTok and Twitch and Instagram, like if I had the same thing, be so convenient. But then, you know, as an audience member, why would I want to follow you on all of those platforms that you're not really, like if I want to watch you live, I'd rather watch you on Twitch and I wouldn't even bother. So it's, mm -hmm. you have to figure out how to like make them all kind of seamlessly fit together yet be able to cater to each one individually. Mm -hmm. I've seen uh, some of your stuff on, on Instagram where you're doing comedy stuff and it's really funny. And Oh, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really funny. It's really entertaining. Um, and firstly, thank you for making it. But also, I was quite surprised to see, you know, someone who's uh, who, a, a great musician, someone who's uh, a good singer, a good guitar player, knows what they're doing with this whole platform stuff. And then also be able to do comedy because those things don't often come together. Where, whereas you seem to be very clear with managing that, like like Dan just said about managing all these different social platforms. Is the comedy stuff something you plan to do, or did you fall into it, or or do you force it, or or how does it come about? <laughs> well, first of all, I just want to say like thank you. Um, I think pers it's it's a matter of perspective. To me, I'm like. I'm a hot mess and I don't know what the hell I'm doing on any of my platforms. And I'm kind of just like, oh, I just got to create. Like I'm just the, the classic creator who's or the creative that's just like verbal diarying these jokes. And <laughs> like, um, it's not as thought out as I wish it would be, but it, it's nice that it looks like that from the outside. Um, but as far as the comedy thing, I think I got really frustrated with my Twitch channel. Um, a lot of the times when I'm speaking or like when I'm being trolly or if I'm kind of, uh, I don't know, like making jokes on my channel, a lot of the new people who are looking through the music category on Twitch are expecting me to just be this jukebox. And a lot of people like new people, especially none of my people who like have been there and enjoy me for my content and quality would ever say this in a million years. But some people are like, Hey, Hey, shut up and sing. Or like, play wonder wall and like just you know just <laughs> are being rude like nobody would say this in a music club nobody in their right mind would go in public and be like hey shut up and sing unless like you're a douche and you want to get kicked out of the club but um you know it's the internet so i i think i just got really frustrated with the fact that like um twitch wasn't really that outlet for me where i could just be like make these niche jokes and be silly and then, um, and so I started making, um, for the longest time, I was kind of averse to TikTok just because I'm like, oh, it's just for kids, whatever, like <laughs> too old for that. Um, and yeah, Stop so then it. it became, <laughs> it became my comedy outlet because on my Instagram, I actually do like short form videos on my stories, but I realized the people that I'm catering to are just the people who all already follow me. And, um, I just... Not that I felt like it was a waste, but I, I didn't feel like I was growing or like um, finding new people who want to see that type of content. So then, yeah, I just kind of 
just for fun started doing TikTok stuff and doing short form videos on there and doing my short jokes on there instead of Instagram so much. And um, I grew really fast. I mean, I'm I, I'm really new to TikTok. Unfortunately, I waited too long to get on there. But um, it's it's a it's another outlet for me to do comedic style videos, which I can then repost on things like TikTok or sorry, Instagram Reels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they're very similar um, video platforms. I mean, there's there's the Instagram pictures that I always upload to, which, or I try to which is very different from my Instagram reels, which are like these stupid 15 second videos that I make. <laughs> so yeah, comedy is definitely something that like, I don't know. I, I, I never really saw myself as like, Oh yeah. Like I'm a funny person. Like I wouldn't describe myself as a funny person, but people laugh plenty at me. So, <laughs> you know, I think, yeah, if I had the chance to pursue it, um, I would, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do something like, stand up I think that's really probably really hard but um I think I think I'm really good at live stuff so like uh whether that's like performing um and getting better at stage banter and being like just a funny musician on stage and you know I I watch plenty of bands that they don't even talk to the audience or have a personality up there so I'd want to be one of the people who actually like banters with the audience Mm -hmm. um I think that makes me a better performer um but yeah, I, I, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to making like if 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 somebody approached me to make like comedy videos, like I'd be down. Cool. It's yeah, I, I think you should. Um, I, I really think that you've. I like the way that you're doing different stuff on different platforms and sort of categorizing you as a person, you as a creative, and having these different outlets. And it's something that I struggle with. Um, because I I don't know if I am funny. I I do funny silly things. But then I play a serious song. I'm like, that feels like it's grating against each other. You know, like I'm playing a, a singer-songwriter song about something that means a lot to me. And then I am dressed in a costume doing something stupid. Right, um, yeah. So I, I'm really going to follow, not that you were kind of giving advice, but follow some of the stuff you've just said about, you know, categorizing that and, and really trying not to post the same stuff on every platform. It's, uh, But then, of course, you've got the Instagram reels and um and tiktok and now youtube shorts which is um youtube always seems to be slightly behind everybody else and then they panic and then they release release something so what do you think or or is there yet the next so for me twitch and tiktok seem to be the the kind of most up-to-date things is there going to be another platform on which we should be streaming um i know a lot of people i mean there's always going to be new platforms like i for a while was contracted to perform on this platform called caffeine. Mm-hmm. It was awful. I hated it. All my people hated it, but I was paid to be there and it sucked. So there's always going to be platforms like that where they're always going to try and get creators to like hop on the thing. Um, but I think for now, like t- Twitch is going to continue to grow. I think it's going to stick around because it's, you know, it's an Amazon company. And I think YouTube's always going to be a household name. Like that's, it's going to be hard to take that down. Um, and then there's like competitors like Mixer that went down. And I think there's always going to be companies like Mixer that is like a big investor behind it. And then it fails for whatever reason. Um, I think the future of things is going to be short form videos. I think whether a, a new app's going to come out, that's going to be like 
sort of like TikTok. Um, I don't know, but I, I definitely think there's a future in short form videos because our attention spans are getting shorter and shorter. And I, I just think this is like the new form of um, media consumption is like um, portrait style short form videos. It's really hard to play guitar in portrait style. It is. <laughs> you have to like, yeah, believe me. I Every time I have to repost like my my wide lens, my wide lens stuff. I just have to, man, why did I move over to the side a little bit? Ah, I can't post that. It's a dilemma. Yeah. We've, sorry, speaking, Dan. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, by the way, shall we like proceed a little bit into the gear segment? Because uh, actually it's called the guitar stories podcast. And I, and, uh, I was super intrigued to hear your personal guitar story. And there sure. were some, some very cool guitar kind of lurking around the background. Let's put, uh, Oh yeah. I've, this one i got this one um this there is my travel go. guitar it's the uh gretsch hang on 5655 tg and um i i really like it because it's it's nothing like my full hollow bodies this is a semi um it's much lighter uh -huh. so i could stand for hours and play it um my full hollow bodies are about the size of my like the, the body itself is probably bigger than my torso. So to hold that thing for three hours is, is a pain in the neck, a literal pain in the neck. Uh, um, and traveling on a plane with this thing doesn't scare flight attendants. Usually when I show up with a full hollow body, people are like, Oh my, that's a guitar. Oh, Oh goodness. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and it never fits on the overhead. So it's just like such a pain in the ass to bring. Uh, uh, um, but yeah, I, um, I have about four Gretches now and actually hang on, let me think three, three Gretches. And then I have a fourth one coming, which Gretch is actually sending me. Nice. That would be my next question. Are, are the companies already aware that uh, there's a big audience on, on those kind of newer channels such as Twitch and TikTok? Like, are you yeah. working? I don't know. Like who's your go-to guy? Is it Mike Taft or who's Mike who's... Taft? Yeah. That's my guy. Oh, um, there you go. He was, he was Mike the former Taft is great. Ibanez AR. Yes, he was. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Mike Taft um actually reached out and they're they're coming out with a new uh I can't tell you the model. I, I cannot remember off the top of my head what which one it is, but they're um asking me to play it. But yeah, there there's there's a few uh reps that I have, like including Orange. Um they were a few years ago just learning about Twitch and knowing that music was kind of like a, a space a space that they wanted to explore. And so that was kind of my selling point. I'm like, I'm, I'd be your first Twitch sponsor. Would you, would you want to do that? Uh, uh. <laughs> or sponsoree? Um, let's see, uh, QSC Audio. Um, they're another brand that I work with and they're very savvy on like the, the new frontier of music. And uh, they work with people like Jam in the Van. I don't know if y'all have ever I heard saw of you Jam. on Jam in the Van. Yeah. I uh that's one of the events i would love to do i think it's amazing yeah, yeah jam in the van based out of la um and they're just they're just all really well connected like all these these uh artist sponsors like they know each other they all know each other so my qsc guy actually was the one who introduced me to most of my reps road uh is another company that i work with who okay. i initially approached and was like hey twitch it's a thing like blue microphones is in the space. Y'all <laughs> okay. could become like the music thing. And it's funny. Like now, if you, if you look on any 
streamer, on any music streamer, I, this is my claim to fame. I started the road trend on the, on the music side of Twitch because right. I became their first music partner. And then everybody's like, oh my God, how can I get one? And so they just started giving all these free road, like NT1As to everybody. Like you get an NT1A, you get an NT1A. So then eventually every single music partner had a road. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they I kind of popped their Twitch cherry. So yeah, there's there's definitely a bunch <laughs> of companies, a bunch of companies that are willing to work with uh, Twitch musicians just because it's like just such new terrain and yeah. something that they heard of or their son watches that they want to be familiar with. Yeah. Sounds sounds good. And, and I mean, I don't want to go too deep into details, but you know, they they probably do not expect like a regular product presentation from your side is it like just about the actual product placement or those do those kind of deals also like comprise more like i don't know talking about the actual product because you see that a lot on youtube you know in the, in the midst of a video then someone you know gets, all right this is raid shadow legends blah, blah 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 and this video is brought to you by which i find super annoying and, and most yeah. mostly is not a real good fit but you seeing kind of using products that you would actually buy if you know we're, we're not in a position to kind of get them at a special discount or even for free um that that's rather more like uh, it has more credibility to it but but what is like like generalized the expectation from those kind of companies is it just like you know show the gear and kind of represent it and, and hold it in camera or is it like it depends um i've done multiple like different deals so like for road it's kind of just like product placement for orange, it's kind of just product placement. Um, but I, my rule of thumb is I don't work with anyone I don't want to. So I've said no to multiple companies whose gear that I'm actually like, I would never use that. Like, why would okay. I use that? Yeah. Or I've actually also worked with people who, like, for instance, I had a, not going to name names. Um, I had a company that I worked with, a microphone company that I was just like, you know what? This is garbage compared to what I had. I'm going to go back to my old sponsor. Yeah. So like, I just, just like staying true to your brand and not being like, this is sponsored by road. Like that's kind of annoying. Um, <laughs> although I have, there, there haven't been any instrument um, or equipment companies that have done that, but I've worked with other sponsors like VPNs and mm -hmm. um, like other, I guess, game gamer, more gamer savvy companies mm -hmm. where you do have to be explicit about your sponsorship with them. Mm hmm. Um, so it just, yeah, it just depends on who it is. Mm. I mean, the but legal, yeah, sorry, mm. go on. Yeah. Most of the people that I've worked with are just placement. Everybody like, especially the instrument people, they care more about placement or even like a banner, like a rotating banner on the side of your uh -huh. stream that kind of just flashes like every 15 seconds kind of thing like that. Those are typical, typical asks or de deliverables is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Okay. And do, do you have to disclose that something is sponsored? Because like on YouTube and other platforms, you kind of have to either, you know, edit in the comment or even even uh, kind of indicate on YouTube. There's that little, you know, sponsored uh, information tag. Like how does it work to kind of, you know, because IRS got to be, got to be watching the Twitch channels too. Because yeah. you, know, you make yeah. a lot of money, obviously, on those channels. And there are big, big, even bigger Twitch Twitch guys on there that make a living, a very decent living right. from that. So, so how does it work? Um, like I said, it depends on the deal and okay. it depends on what the company wants. Um, uh, some people are really just okay with having a, uh, just like a, they're called panels. So underneath, so if you picture this as my stream, uh -huh. there's like panels on the bottom that you yeah, could click yeah. on and stuff. 
Some companies are totally okay with you just being like powered by Adorama right, or whatever. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely been videos where I've done. So for instance, I worked with Gator, um, and they wanted me to do an unboxing video, and the whole time I, I kind of am naturally already saying like Gator sent me this Gator Gator Gator. But um, I was very explicit, like, I'm going to unbox this thing by Gator. So there's a way you could do it that's a little bit less um, cringy, where you're like, you know, sponsored yeah. by Gator, like, very fake. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, like, creators need to realize, too, there's a way to do things genuinely yeah. where you don't, you're not completely, like, sucking up or, like, not being yourself. Yeah, yeah. I think it's all about the, the actual fit between the product and the person it's re represented by. You know? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. For me, there's been some products that, if I look back at my channel, I, I kind of wish I hadn't done. It's a very, very small list. Um, but some products I did do because I felt pressure to get the income. You know, there's some you can't always choose. Uh, like in the in the time I stopped having a job and started doing YouTube full full time. Uh, there are a few products. Of course, I've said no to products, and, and generally speaking, I say no many times a week. Um, but some of them, I look back, I think that wasn't a great fit. And mm -hmm. um, in fact, even with with Ibanez, Dan, there was when we first started working together, mm -hmm. there were some guitars that were more metal oriented. Mm -hmm. um, that I then managed to find my way of doing that guitar. Yep. So a non-metal guy plays a metal guitar, for example. Mm -hmm. And um, <clears throat> as long as you keep it, as you said, um, authentic and real and not too cheesy, then uh, everything's fine, I think. Yeah. yeah. And we oppositely... Question, sorry, I've got another question from Valerius. How many mods do you have on Twitch? I think I have about 10, um, but not. they're not on all at the same time i mean it depends on the time zone a lot of my mods like clearly they're not working for me full time or anything like that they have their own lives so they only <laughs> tune in whenever they can or want um okay. but generally speaking i at any given time i have three to four at, at least um per stream okay wow cool um i know we're, we're taking up your time and we, we said we did about an hour and a half which we're coming up to now but um, damn, we had so many questions for you because we really did know nothing about Twitch. Sure, in, yeah. In inviting you, I also, because uh, I found you via Instagram and your reels, and I found your music. Um, which, which sort of music should we be listening to of yours? Which is your favorite stuff to play of your songs? Um, I have a music video for a song called Mary that for all my YouTube people out there, y'all could watch. That one's probably the music video that I'm most proud of. I have mm -hmm. a lot of DIY videos that I've shot with my friends, um, other content creators that you could also see. One called I'm Leaving that was shot at my friend's house who's actually in in stream right now, uh, Trevor. His That was shot at his house. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like DIY music videos that I just really love um, that y'all should check out. Um, I have a lot of stuff coming out as well. Um, I have a community music video too called No Matter What. Wow. That's okay. that you could find on my uh, on my YouTube channel, and it was basically uh, like dozens of my community members who submitted lip syncing to my song and like dancing with either a partner or their pet or whatever. And I, I just thought it was a really cute video. Yeah. Uh, but if you're just like an audiophile and you don't really watch video, that's cool too. Um, you could Google my name Raquel Lily and find my 
my music on literally every music streaming service. Or you could watch me live if you prefer acoustic because I don't really release acoustic stuff. Um, so if you want to watch me just sing and play guitar and interact with me, that's on my Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Raquel, R-A-Q-U-E-L. You are the OG Raquel on Twitch. I am. <laughs> the, there can only be one. I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> Very cool. So you said you, you're currently working on an album. When is that to be expected? Well, I keep telling everybody in the summer. Uh, and I'm honestly, like, what I'm waiting for is for live shows to kind of be uh, a thing because I, I want to do a big release party that everyone would feel comfortable participating in. So I'm planning on releasing the album itself um, July or August-ish. So sometime in the summer. I've been working on it for quite a while now, so it's about ready to be released. Awesome. How many, yeah. how many songs will be on the album? Um, originally, there was going to be 10, but there's going to be nine now. So okay. I, I cut one out. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> well, it just doesn't, you know, it's, it's not really who I am anymore. Um <laughs> <laughs> it, it just doesn't fit like there's there's definitely like a theme and that one's the oddball out for sure all right okay okay yeah so it's like the b-side <laughs> yeah yeah nice great well um thank you so much and and to the people watching this we we sort of marketed this video as a sort of guide to twitch as a musician mainly because dan and i have as i said at the beginning a dangerously low amount of knowledge on that and we go to the og raquel I think I'd like to add to everything that Raquel has said in this video and say that apart from all that, all that knowledge, all that tech stuff, all the ability and drive, you also need a very cool personality. And from talking to you, Raquel, that's exactly what you have. And it's it's magnetic. So if you ain't got that, don't bother. <laughs> not, or, not, or, not, to forget, not to forget a great voice and a great feel for, for nice melodies and great songs. I was I was actually um, you know showing your channel around in, in the office today and everyone just loved it. They were like, "Oh, this is cool! This is available on Twitch. I didn't even know." Oh, so, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. And before I go, did you guys have any like really like you? Oh, I was dying to ask her this, but I never did. Like any any last Twitch questions? Oh man! Oh man! Um, okay, what would you say to someone? Who was thinking of starting? Is it too late? Um, Absolutely. Just what are you doing with your life? Just I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's never too late. Honestly, there's plenty, plenty of people who are just getting on now, um, and quite frankly, like are are beating. If if numbers are a thing to you, I know plenty of people doing better. Mm -hmm. than some people who have been on the platform for years and honestly like it's what you put into it and and your expectations of of uh of of like your craft and there's just so many people at their ripe to find new music too that even if they've been there for years following the same people they're always looking for newer channels um and if if you feel like it's too late or whatever it's it's not it it really depends on how often you stream, how long you stream, how passionate you are about it, um, how much you love your own content. If you love it, then it's easier to translate that to other people who want to watch it, who want to like you. That's mm -hmm. the thing with Twitch is like, you have to go into it knowing that you have something that people want to watch and you have to like perform as if you were performing in front of 10,000 people, even if it's mm -hmm. 10 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, just have to conduct, I, I know it's hard to, 
conceive of that sort of energy like out of nowhere, especially if there's no live audience trying to pump you up like you're used to. But it's nothing you can't get used to. And um, there's definitely even if there's an artist that's similar to you or if there's 20 other people that you perceive to be better than you, there's always there's always room for for more people. I mean, nobody's going to do exactly what you're doing. And that's Mm -hmm. just the mentality you have to have. So kind of like looking looking for a niche. I think you did a short video about that too, like a comedy video or something like that. So, but like kind of finding the niche that is, you know, not not yet, there's nobody in there yet. And then still that kind of fits your own personality and what you kind of want to convey. Would you f- think that is like a key ingredient to be successful on Twitch? I think so. I mean, honestly, there's plenty of people who and you know who who's talented and who's whatever like that's all opinion right mm-hmm. like if yeah. you perceive yourself to be the most talented person that could be objectively true but there could be someone who comes in who's like i don't like his hair i'm, I'm not watching this or something <laughs> she went not straight even, for the hair she went straight you know, for the hair. Like, <laughs> it could be something as innocuous as like yeah. the way you dress that day or like yeah. you were off by one note like and you can't let those people dictate how good you are because there's always gonna there's always gonna be a, a community out there for you. You just have to create it. Yeah, yeah. You have to make it for yourself. But yeah, I did make a comedy video on like how to be successful Twitch streamer. And um, I don't know if you guys know this, but the current Twitch meta is like girls hanging out in hot tubs. Yeah. <laughs> when I signed up the other day, that's the first thing I saw. And I thought Yeah. I don't even own a bikini, so I'm. <laughs> so that's why in the beginning I'm like, you guys take notes. You number one, to be a successful Twitch streamer, yeah. you need a hot tub. Yeah. Number two, get a hot tub. Number three, get. A- <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. It's really really good. Uh... But I must say, I learned more today than I did from that short video. But good, good. <laughs> good. That's, that's a good thing. It's a good thing. I'd hope so. Jeez. Yeah. Um. Well. I have more questions, but I'll just be bombarding them with you personally, you know, probably by a post or something, you know, up to date like that. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd love to be back on at some point if you guys want to do this again. This was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you had fun. Um, I know that it's, it's quite different to talk to you for the people in the chat. You know, it's 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 great. It's a new world. And I've been fairly quiet this evening because I've been really absorbing this information, <laughs> not just the information, the entertainment. So, so thank you for uh, for being on the show. Of course. I feel like I've just been talking so much. I'm like, God, one of these guys needs to interrupt me right now. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, all good. It was awful. All good. All good. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's good, why you're good, here. Good. Otherwise, we'd just have me and Dan. It would be the Dan and Andy show. It wouldn't be that interesting. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> good points. Good points. Yeah. No, um, Dan, I'm sure we can have her back on at some point in the future. We'll, we'll yeah, find, a, find a slot. Yeah. yeah it would be great. On, on, on Twitch, maybe. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. then we can raid you? We... Yeah, that's how that works. There you go. Check me out. Done. <laughs> Learning. 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 Learning by doing. All right. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Dan, are you going to ask people to give us some five stars on the audio version of this podcast? Yeah, of course, because this is also available on all your podcasters out there from Thursday on. So uh, give us a like or a, a five-star rating on, on iTunes. Yeah, and apart from that, make sure to subscribe to Raquel's channels. She's got a great voice. She's hilarious. And 
like you should miss out what she's got to offer. So uh, make sure to check out her channels. It's I think it's Twitter, it's Instagram, it's of course Twitch, it's um, uh, um, TikTok. What what else? What did I forget? YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, of course. I mean, you talked about that earlier on with a lot of great videos on there. Anything else that I forget to mention? Just Google whatever you yeah. use. Just Google it. Yeah, Raquel Lily. <laughs> like she's. You'll find me. Yeah, she's the OG Raquel. So don't go for the second Google results. She's the number one, <laughs> 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 which is pretty cool. Yeah. Apart from that, well, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, see how your album is doing, and uh, like I said, maybe to get you again on the show with some live music. That would be great too. I'd love that. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, but I thought it was going to be rude. But um... I don't know. Like, do you feel like doing some some stuff like off the cuff right now? Like, um, pff, honestly, I don't. I don't have anything plugged in. I, I, I'm between travels. I would yeah, no though. Worries, no worries. I just. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. You know what? We'll just save that for the second episode. Next time. Yeah. Next, yeah. next time on the Guitar Stories podcast. Yes. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys. Well, then uh, there's nothing more to add from my side. Thanks so much, Raquel, for taking the time. Thanks to everyone in the chat. Thanks for all the questions. I think that was a very enlightening episode for all of us. Um, so from here, it's like Andy's channel on uh, Twitch is just going to skyrocket. You know? Apparently, I've got one follower now. One yeah. follower, and I think it's your friend, Raquel. Yeah. Yeah. It's Trevor. Yeah. Trevor, you're the OG Trevor. follower. Nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to steal. I'm going to steal Trevor from your channel. We're going to become best friends now, Trevor. <laughs> He's going cool. to raid your channel, so it will be scary. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Sharing is caring. Of Sharing course. is caring. Yeah. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching. Sorry we're a little bit late if you watched the live version. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the fuzz pedal. And um, <laughs> we'll catch you next week with another guest, Dan. Let's tease them with another guest. With another guest. So. Raquel, thanks. Um, I'm, I'm going to play a little video to, to call us out then. And... Um, We'll see you again on the Guitar Storage Show. Good night, Bye. everyone. Be kind to each Bye. other. Bye.